A report looking into the handling of 18,000 medical devices in BC's lower mainland found controls lacking, putting patient safety at risk. An MRI machine may not be what you would picture when you think of cyber attacks, but BC's Auditor General worries that's exactly the type of device that could be easy bait. Michael Pickup saying that what could potentially happen if there's a cybersecurity attack is you could lose integrity and availability of that information, and perhaps a treatment would not happen or the wrong treatment could potentially happen. He adds there are too many reasons for so many people to do these kinds of things, which is why it's important to have strong controls in place and make four, and he made four recommendations all aimed at strengthening controls. To speak more to the privacy concerns that have been raised here, please to welcome to the show the Executive Director of BC's Freedom of Information and Privacy Association, Jason Waywada. Jason, how are you today? So first, I'm good, Jeff. Yourself? I'm doing well. Appreciate the time. Uh, I guess just what is your kind of initial reaction to this story here, Jason? Because, I mean, when we're talking about cybersecurity, medical devices like MRI machines, not something that would even be on my radar. Yeah, and ultimately the report is deeply concerning to us, especially when you consider it in combination with the Auditor General's January 19th report, which also looked at other ministries in the province of British Columbia. And the, the key thing to remember with this is cybersecurity and IT asset management are the cornerstones of any privacy management program. Those programs ensure the personal information the government controls about you as a citizen is protected and that your rights are respected. Now, the government says they're respecting privacy and protecting information, but the auditor is finding in review their actions do not reflect those words. And this is concerning when you particularly look at instruments like an MRI, which um, if a malactor gets in and hacks a system because it isn't protected appropriately, that information could be falsified. Um, and, and this is one of the emerging sectors of cybersecurity threats that are being assessed around the globe right now um, and were discussed at recent privacy conferences because there's a real risk to both the patient and trust in the system if information can't be taken as legitimate because somebody has you know, broken into that system and falsified the data. Can you explain why someone might want to do that? I just can't understand or I can't really comprehend in my head why someone would want to hack into a medical device. You know, this is, this is one of those dynamics where... Um, Traditionally, in these types of spaces, you see malactors at play, people that are saying that they've breached the system and are then holding it ransom, um, and, and that, you know, you need to go out and, and um, reconduct those tests in order to get legitimate data. Um, malactors that work in this space may be people that are trying to seek financial gain. It may be people um, from foreign entities that are working to erode trust in government institutions. And that's the type of thing that we've seen in, in some elements. There's a lot of espionage that takes place in this, in this space as well. Examples of Susnex um, out of Israel when they were working with uh, to attack um, the Iranian nuclear program and and long time viruses that were put into programs and you know medical devices that were being used in that program. Mm -hmm. So there 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 is the possibility. This isn't something that is merely a hypothetical threat. Um, there are instances where this has occurred, and it's important that cybersecurity be maintained to make sure that you're not subject to these types of threats. So how worried do you think British Columbians should be following this report that clearly there is a, a threat that exists here and, and it sounds like something that 
may not be that difficult. This thing stands right now until uh, you know that we see some some changes taken from the uh, from the government side of things to improve cybersecurity. There there has to be a concern, I guess, at this point. Yeah, and, and that's that's the main thing is we're hoping that the government is going to take action to address the cons- the, the recommendations from the audit that they're going to act to um, increase their cybersecurity and they recognize the risk that they're placing patients in British Columbia in. You know, it's 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 one of those dynamics where um, the cost uh, of not acting can be greater because if all of a sudden those systems, because they haven't been secured, are being held ransom or a doctor loses faith in the diagnosis from an MRI machine because it's been hacked, uh, that really leads to trust issues within the system. And a lot of our ability to act in a civil society is based on the concepts of trust. We trust the doctors are working on the diagnosis and, and the medical imaging that's been provided to them and that there is a clear and, um, you know, a, a properly secured chain of command to maintain the integrity of those imaging, uh, you know, and diagnosis documents. And the instant that is eroded, it starts to destroy our ability to act appropriately. And that's deeply concerning. So ultimately, we want to see the government taking steps to address the recommendations and and making sure that British Columbians can maintain their trust in the system. We've been very lucky so far, and it's good to see that the Auditor General made these recommendations before a major incident has occurred. But it's important to highlight that breaches that we've seen, like Life Labs, are an example of what happens when cybersecurity controls aren't necessarily in place appropriately. Because that was one example where a third party that had access to medical files wasn't necessarily acting appropriately and there was a data breach because of it and that put the health information of British Columbians at risk. And what the Auditor General is highlighting here is that may only be the tip of the iceberg because the system right now can't even identify if other breaches have occurred because they don't have the monitoring in place and the systems in place to make sure that they haven't occurred. Hmm. And this goes back to that whole dynamic of we don't know what we don't know. Um, You need to be able to monitor and regularly check these systems to maintain basic security. And right now, the auditor is saying that isn't happening, and that's concerning. How, how challenging of a fix do you think this is? I know the Auditor General made four recommendations, the health authority accepting those recommendations and saying it is you know, going to be taking the steps that have been outlined to try to rectify the situation. Is this a real complex solution, though, that we're talking about? You know, ultimately it requires a change in, in practice and it requires, a, 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 you know, the ability for the cybersecurity professionals to be involved in the privacy management programs and making sure that those are being followed within the, the appropriate institutions. Everybody in, in, in the system wants to make sure that the best health care is being delivered to British Columbians. That's the end goal for everyone. Um, and, and the key thing here is the risk of not making the changes is greater than uh, maintaining the status quo in this case. So it's important that action be taken to address it and and something is done to move forward with these complication and you know there's lots of organizations that that deal with this cybersecurity issue and it asset management on a regular basis uh you know there are lots of experts 
across British Columbia and sectors that are, are doing it right. Um, you know, the auditor's January 19th report points to the office of the chief information officer mm-hmm. um, as, as being an exception to concerns in terms of IT asset management. So there are good examples within the province of British Columbia and the British Columbia government. And it's important that the rest of government learn from those examples and follow the policy advice that they are delivering and offering to help improve the system for all British Columbians. And I imagine when we're talking about the just sort of on a, a general scale, when, when looking at cybersecurity, this is something that probably has to be updated or, or, or looked at and reviewed on a fairly regular basis, I would imagine, because, you know, when we're talking about what I know about computers, which is very little, we're, we got software updates all the time and things are constantly changing. So it's not like you can just sort of address a problem, fix it and forget it. I imagine there's a lot of review work and, and, and looking at things multiple times that does need to occur. And, and that's a that's a key dynamic of a privacy management program and and the the management programs for IT assets as well is there is regular review of these systems and there's regular monitoring of these systems. So you're both maintaining a monitoring system that is watching for inappropriate access to information, is making sure that you're not seeing a breach that's occurring and being able to react when a breach has been identified. And then there's also an annual review um, or semi-annual review that enables you to take a more deep dive and and make sure that the systems are appropriate given new technologies. Uh, One of the key dynamics in this is making sure that in these systems and processes that are put in place, they are flexible enough to deal with emerging technology and reviews are enabled to make sure that that new app or that new piece of medical equipment can be integrated into the system with the appropriate reviews. And that does mean shifting resource allocation to make sure that there are those professionals and experts able to look at that system quickly and accurately, and then make an informed decision about the risks that it may pose to the system. This is interesting stuff, Jason. I was, uh, you know, like surprised at the report yesterday and, and, and the findings that came out from it and wanted to get a little bit more background on it from someone who could probably dumb it down a bit for me and, and why this is a concern when it comes to medical devices. So I appreciate your time and appreciate your explanation. So thank you so much for this today. Hopefully we've made it clear. And uh, if there's anything else you folks want to follow up on, let us know. All right, will do. Uh, that's Jason Oiwata, Executive Director of BC's Freedom of Information and Privacy Association, speaking to the Auditor General report released yesterday, which looked at medical devices in BC's Lower Mainland and found that controls were lacking and therefore putting patient safety at risk. I still think it's bizarre that uh, you know medical devices would be something that are at risk of cyber attacks. I mean, the, the explanation right makes sense as to why. It's just not something I would ever ever think of when trying to hack and and get some personal information from individuals and it's interesting stuff.